When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. The driver's seat. Smiling. The driver's seat. It's McLaren and Ricardo that win the Italian Grand Prix. Start the celebrations for McLaren. The driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. And welcome to the driver's seat. My name is Nim Azor, and it is a fantastic evening to talk all things motorsports as we do it live without Stephen Johnson once again, unfortunately. But uh, Matt McKeldin is here. Uh, he will be joining me very shortly. Matt, you got me? Fair dinkum. Yeah, mate, <laughs> I'm here. Uh, I'm here alone once again. I mean, you know, if you're going to be a team, you know what I feel like, uh, Nimsy? In our sport, yes. you normally do like 90% of the season as a main driver. And then you do one session with a co-driver mm-hmm. right now. Uh, and, and our radio program, we do co-drivers all throughout the year. It's me and Steve. We're co-drivers. Correct. We're in there doing the whole show together. Correct. Suddenly I feel like I'm doing sprint races. This is two weeks in a row that the great man is off, uh, motor racing. Funnily enough. <laughs> he is. So, well, <clears throat> well yeah. uh, now I'm, I'm just about to ring Aaron Cameron, who is our guest and he'll be joining yeah, us cool. shortly. So just, to, mm. just fill us in on the, on the, uh, on, uh, what the, the weekend look like for you, Maddie? While I uh, get Aaron on the line. <laughs> well, look, I, I was. It was an interesting thing, and we're going to talk about it a little bit later on in the show. A lot of the feedback about the high tech oils six hour that was on at the uh, at the Bathurst uh, Mount Panorama Circuit. It's one of three great races now: the six hour, the twelve hour, the one and the one thousand. Correct. Um, massive. I've always said, Nimsy, that you can almost motorsport is almost. Uh, a little micro view of what the economy is doing. If motorsport <laughs> is healthy, the economy is healthy, right? Because what we do is a superly, super ridiculously expensive sport. Um, and so when we're, when the economy is in real trouble, um, uh, and I know that there are certain parts of our economy and our society that are in trouble at the moment, but um, uh, when on the whole, the economy is doing quite well, you get a really healthy motorsport scene. And there was in the six hour which is for production cars, for really anyone that wants to race, um, there was something like 63 entries. Now, that tells me that motorsport is healthy and people have got money to go racing, so maybe the economy is just a little bit healthy. Well, Great grids in TCR, massive grid in 
in um, in the six hour and really good grid with uh, with Trans Am too. So it was a good weekend. I oh, look, I really enjoyed it. I thought the stand product was really good, but we're going to go in a little bit depth, a little bit more depth into that a little bit later on. Yeah, there was someone that I really enjoyed watching on stand, and you know, it's the first time that we've had him on the program. So he's our feature interview. Thanks to Ryko Filters, asking mechanic for Ryko Filters, the professional's choice, and. As we do, we got to give them their intro. Aaron Cameron with his first pole position. Aaron Cameron has started the weekend superbly from pole position to race win at the mountain. Great job. It's a ripping start by Aaron Cameron, who will lead them to turn one for the first time. Today, it's another victory. Aaron Cameron wins here on the mountain. That was a sentence that was said constantly by the commentary team, it seemed. And from Gary Rogers Motorsport, representing Team Valvoline, please welcome to the for the first time to the driver's seat, the one and only Aaron Cameron. Thanks for having me. <laughs> How a you debut, going, mate? A debut. A debut. Yeah, it's um, yeah. I've listened to the show a bit, so it's cool to be uh, on here with you guys. And mate, you've come off a weekend. Uh, let's be honest, probably your best weekend of TCR at the most difficult place to race. That must have been, um, I, I guess, a bit of a mindset shift. Now that you know, you, you, you're certainly in the hunt with the championship. You're on top of the car. TCR's good. Peugeot's good. What a great weekend for Aaron Cameron. Yeah, exactly. Like, we wanted to start the year off really strong and it didn't really pan out the, that way in the first two rounds. And then it's just nice to get, yeah, some race wins and the championship sort of half back on track and at least be in the hunt now. Aaron, we we spoke to Luke King last week uh, about his return to the grid and we were talking about, mate, you've got, you, you haven't tested your car or anything like that and you're going to one of the most difficult tracks on the planet now. For you, this looks to be one of the easiest tracks on the planet because <laughs> you've got uh, a bunch of podiums there. But the last time you were there for the six hour, it was just P2, P2, P2. You, you won year, a, a race last year at the Bathurst 1000 support, and you also finished on pole position as well. You got another couple of podiums as well, and then you finish up two wins here. You must have been going, oh, I know the season probably hasn't started just the way I like it, but at least I'm going to a track I know pretty well. Yeah, exactly, for sure. Yeah, I, I like the circuit, like everyone does, and the Peugeot just, it absolutely sings there. I don't know what it is about it, but it just, we just rock up, cars are fast, and we just sort of do our jobs, and it all usually goes pretty well so far. Now, Aaron, you're a name that perhaps, you're an, I would call you an emerging name. I raced against you in, in Super Ute Land. We raced, I think you're in the... <laughs> Bush Ranger thing, and I was in the Kubota thing. Um, but you're an emerging name. You, you've, you've got a big name in karting, but when it comes to cars, you're, you're essentially at the start of your career. Um, give us a snapshot about who Aaron Cameron is. How old? What have you done? Where do you want to go? All that kind of stuff. Don't say how old, who though, because it? I hate uh, when these young kids <laughs> are doing more stuff that they did in their 20s than I did. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. tell us a little bit about Aaron Cameron. Um... So, obviously, yeah, lots of karting. I won the, the highest level, KZ2, like gearbox shifter in 2018. Then I think we moved up to a few different, like, yeah, raced Matten, Super Utes. I uh, did a bit of Toyota 86s, bit of, lots of little bits of everything. Um, and then finally committed to, like, a full 
series of TCR when it first started with the MPC and got a few podiums, even a race win, I think. Mm-hmm. And then they moved on to Gary Rogers' motorsport with the Peugeot. And then obviously it really just got all COVID-affected pretty much, badly. And, um, yeah, I'd love to try and keep going with motorsport. What that is, I'm not exactly sure, whether it's supercars or whether it's WTCR in Europe. I I just don't really know. I, I want to keep progressing, but where I'm going, it's sort of to be decided. Well, I, well, I guess, sorry, Nimsy, I was just going to follow up with that. I guess it's interesting because I, I love drivers who have that mindset, Nimsy, that you're open to anything, whether it's World Touring Car Championship or WTCR, whether it's NASCAR, whether it's IndyCar, Formula One, supercars, whatever. You seem to be a driver, Aaron, that is able to jump between things. As I say, we did the Utes together and you were you were really quick there until you rolled it at Queensland Raceway uh, Turn 1. <laughs> that was quite amusing. But anyway, um, but you also jump into the S5000. So you're, you're comfortable in open wheel or with a roof over your head too. So could you go? Indy, would you go that pathway to Indy as we've seen quite a few Aussies try and do in recent times, or is it really stay in Australia and with a roof on your head? Um, at the moment, probably more stay in Australia, but you just you never know in motorsport. Like, and I, I've taken to that S five thousand way better than I expected. Originally, it was just a bit of fun with just to sort of make up the numbers originally, and then next minute we we won the feature race and we won the Tasman <laughs> series and. It's just like, oh, it just wasn't really expected. So, um, but I, look, honestly, I'd race anything. I always have sort of raced anything, and to do it professionally is, is certainly the goal. Well, not only that, I mean, let's talk about the S5000 for a little bit too, because like, and you know, you're a, you're a Victorian, you're uh, so going at last time you were in action in the S5000 was at the AGP in Albert Park and the big race return. You get yourself a podium there, and uh, like, that's a hell of a track to sort of, you know, kickstart another year in a category that you're pretty successful in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was the whole AGP weekend was absolutely nuts. Like the amount of fans were there was way more than anything I'd ever raced in front of. And the new track layout was certainly a lot different to what uh, we'd driven on in the TCR a couple of years before. So it was good. And I think S5000 had a new tyre as well. So no, it was great to be back in that category and hoping to do as much as we can of that when the uh, calendar permits. Uh, mate, on the weekend at the six-hour Bathurst, um, we called it the six-hour, but it was also round three, I think it was. It was round three of TCR? Yep. yep. Um, <clears throat> you are with Gary Rogers Motorsport and you're in a Peugeot and you were dominant all weekend. And then something happened as race drivers, we sit with our teams before we get in the, in the cars and all of our team owners and managers and car owners say, look, just do whatever you have to do, but don't just make sure you don't hit your teammate. Just don't let there be any <laughs> contact between your teammate. Now, the two dominant cars on the weekend were you and Jordan Cox, also in a Peugeot, also within Gary Rogers Motorsport. Now, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to implore you to be honest with this answer because I've had the other side of the answer because I had dinner with Jordan Cox last night here on the Gold Coast. Tell me oh, no. what was <laughs> what was the debrief like after you and Jordy made contact in that race because I know what his thoughts were. 
Uh, look, the debrief didn't go really to plan with me and Coxie. Um, <laughs> uh, we have we have slightly differing views about what happened, um, but usually the team sort of morale is pretty good, and hopefully we can get over it by, by the next round in Sydney. So I'll let him get me back at some stage. <laughs> well, I, Nimsy, I will say that is about accurate because that's exactly what Jordy said to me last night. He said we're still mates. But we just need to have a little bit of time and space away from each other, and then we'll get back. No problems. But he does exactly, have a very yeah. differing view as to how that went down, Aaron. <laughs> yeah, you know, we tried to discuss it, but yeah, it just it didn't really go to plan, and we sort of, I think, we both agreed just to leave it at that and yep. uh, race on. And I just hoped I didn't see him in the next race. <laughs> Did Gary or Barry Rogers step in and go, right? I bang your heads together and and get a get a an answer out of the two of you for a you know, trying to come to some kind of resolution or did they just stand back and say, right, boys, have at it, do what you want to do? Uh, yeah, they don't really get involved too much in that. Obviously, we never want to hit each other, but we've always wanted to, because we do run so many TCR cars, the boys always want to get the boxing gloves out and, <laughs> and just let us sort it out in, in, in the A trailer, which I don't know. I don't think I could beat Coxie in a, in a boxing match. So. Mate, I've seen, I reckon you might, I reckon you're right. I reckon you'd struggle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, well, Aaron, okay. yeah, well, we'll talk about the Gary Rogers uh, roster because not only do you have like, you know, young guns like Geordie and yourself and, you know, Dylan O'Keefe, but you also got like, you know, um, Moffat there. Like he's someone that's, you, can, you know, a sponge when it comes to a bunch of information and things like that. Uh, is it nice having, well, and not only that too, is it nice also putting the old blokes in the back of the uh, grid? To <laughs> 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 like, have Moff as a teammate, like it's cool to beat him, but the information to get off them sort of guys. And I was saying my first year at TCR with NBC, I think I had Russell Ingle, Garth Tander, <laughs> uh, Gene Calverne. Like the, the teammates you have is just awesome. And they're always got different little things that you can pick off. And yeah, Moff's been, it's been nice to beat him and keep him quiet because he certainly <laughs> arcs up when he beats me. <laughs> that's very funny. Um, let's talk SMP. That's the next round, Sydney Motorsport Park. Traditionally, mm. form says that the Hyundai's will be really good, but we've seen good, consistent pace out of the Peugeot this year. What are you expecting when you get there? Um, I'm expecting a lot better than I went last year. I didn't even think I made the 10 in qualifying, crashed yep. in the last race. Yep. We put the wrong tyres on my car. Yep. So <laughs> Good round. <laughs> yeah, looking yeah. forward to it. Then. I'm really not looking. Yeah, it's, it's not looking like my best round, but... We can't go much worse than last year, so and we've got a lot better setups and, and knowledge of the car. This year's just been incredible, having four Peugeots. So um, we, we were certainly still hoping to be in the ten, or at least up the front, or not crashing into Jordan, <laughs> or having the right tires yeah. on, or whatever. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, exactly. You know, that's actually a good positive outlook. Like, hey, you know what? It couldn't go as bad as it did last year. But um, on the topic of like of the Peugeots, though, because you're one of the few people that have actually sampled, you know, another car uh, in the TCR. Because obviously, when you're at MPC, you're with the Volkswagen, and you did pretty well in the inaugural TCR championship. I mean, you finished third overall in the championship last year. You finished second, so clearly. This is this is a title that you can really sink your teeth into, but and I, I, you can throw in a footy cliche here. I'm only taking it one week at a time, bloody bloody <laughs> blah. But but surely you, when you look at your past results, you think you know what? I could probably get one of those trophies on the mantelpiece there. Yeah, for sure. That that's the whole the whole reason we're here, and 
yeah, you look third in the first year, second last year, and now it's just like we want to win the championship and so I can move on to the next thing. <laughs> so, But it, it's so much harder. Every year it's getting way harder. Like mm. the, the quality of the grids just keeps getting better and better and everyone gets a better understanding of the cars. So, yeah, it's not making it any easier. Does the Peugeot suit you better? Because we're in this, as you say, we're in the third mm. year now. We've seen a lot of movements. We've seen Will Brown go from Hyundai to Audi. We've seen Geordie go from the Alpha to the Peugeot. We've seen, uh, I think, uh, Luke King go from Audi to Hyundai. We've seen Moffat change from, well, he was in something. I think he was in a, oh, no, still in a Renault. Still in the Renault, yeah, but not a lot of people are in the Renault still. There's been a lot of change. Does this car suit you better? Do you feel more comfortable in the Peugeot than you did in the V-Dub? By the end of my time in the V-Dub, I was actually really, I love the car, but now that I've driven the Peugeot, it's, Peugeot is very good. Well, it's good everywhere. No matter what yeah. circuit we go to, we're good. We're the Volkswagen. If we went to a circuit with long straights, um, it's just, you, there's no point. Like, you go to Sandown, I think <laughs> the year I was at Sandown, you're just sort of cruising around and right. and getting some points. Where the Peugeot so far, even last year, it was just every circuit we go to, we're good enough to be there, thereabouts, but we never seem to have a standout circuit. But now, mm-hmm. Bathurst definitely seems like it's, <laughs> now we we mentioned off the top of this that you and Maddie both raced against each other uh, each other in the um the inaugural Super Utes category, and uh, look everyone's had their their say about the old Super Utes, but um now they've really made some positive changes and and we've actually said we've gone on record and saying this, Maddie, like you know we're loving the Super Utes at the moment, the V eight yeah. power and it's and they've really. Whoever put their heads together and sort of said, okay, we've got to fix this because we've got all these chassis lying around, so we better do something with it, did a yep. fantastic job. Now, you tasted a bit of success there in the old BT50 there, as So have you ever thought about – because, well, let's face it, you, you can put yourself in a wheelie bin and you seem to be able to race it pretty fast. Is that another category that you thought maybe, you know, we can add to the resume return um, and return to it in the in its V8 incarnation? You never know. Like, and it would be a cool thing to go back into because the – the old diesels, I was well and truly over them. By the end of that year, I did super huge. <laughs> you and but, me both, brother. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, and it looks like these, the new V8s, even lower, better tyre. Like, the whole thing just looks pretty awesome now, even on TV. So, um, you never know. But, obviously, at this stage, um, we'll stick to my front-wheel drive sort of thing. What about Trans Am? Would you jump into a Trans Am car? You can't oh. tell me that. that <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there you I've been go. Because <laughs> <laughs> it looks as though in their GRM stable, you guys are able, you've got a, a hell of a choice of things to drive. Um, you know, young Nathan Hearn, who's flogging everyone at the moment. Um, uh, Owen Kelly, you've got some good people in the team. Have you test driven one? Would you drive one? I would definitely drive one. Um, but it's, yeah, so far, Gary and Barry is my. Uh, I do TCR and S5000, and that's it currently. We don't have a, a spare Trans Am, I don't believe. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not on the offerings, but uh, I, I'd I'd love to just even test drive a Trans Am. They look so much fun to drive when you see them moving around so much. Like, and Matty, you've raced them, so you have some first-hand experience. But, yeah, 
Just, I really want to drive one. <laughs> see, see, if, if we take anything from this chat tonight, Gary, Baz, if you're listening, find a spare mm. chassis, would you? <laughs> mm, well, and that's exactly. the problem right now. There is no sh- spare chassis going around. I mean, mine is when it's fixed is probably going to be one of the only chassis that you'll be able to lease at the uh, for the next year's championship. So there's there's not any coming into the country anytime soon, I don't believe. And the lineup to drive Trans Am is getting deeper and deeper and deeper by the weekend. So um, who knows, Aaron, you might get a run. Hey, mate, I would be very happy when my car is fixed. If you want to come up to Queensland with Team Johnson, you can jump in the car. You can have a skid in my Trans Am when it's ready and fixed, oh, if you'd like. Perfect. Let's organise it. <laughs> <laughs> Easily done. Easily done. Queensland, just don't roll it through turn one like you rolled the super year. That's all I yeah, ask. Just do not yeah. roll it. I don't put guarantees on that, but I've done it. <laughs> A nice little disclaimer there. Hey? You bend it, you buy it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, Aaron, yeah. you've, been, you've been an absolute superstar, mate. And congratulations again for an absolute stellar run at Bathurst. And you get to do it again in November at the Bathurst one at the uh, Bathurst International, which is going to be really, really good to see too. But, uh, mate, um, good luck before SMP, and hopefully we'll see you add some more trophies to the cabinet. And let's hope that uh, that whoever's listening, the powers that be at GRM, <coughs> Parry and Gas, um, can find a, a nice little Trans Am for you to skid around in. Yeah, exactly, hopefully. And, uh, yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> Aaron Cameron joins us here on The Driver's Seat. Don't don't you love seeing that, uh, Matty? Just a bit of youthful exuberance? Oh, and, look, he, he's a great young kid. He was very successful, as you said, in karting. He was being quite... Um, he was being quite humble there. He was a really successful carter and anything he turns his hand to, he's bloody quick. He is really, really quick. So I'd love to see him, like I say about all young drivers, I'd love to see all these young drivers go overseas and have a crack. And and I'm genuine when I say that. I'd be happy for Aaron to jump into my car and have a drive of it just to get a feeling for it because I rate his talent that much. I'd have no problem with him doing it. I know he won't hurt the car and he'll give us some good feedback. So good luck to him. Good luck to him. Yeah, we look forward to seeing this. And that's what we love about TCR Australia and, and you know, the Trans Am. It's nice to see that, look, you got to remember, it's not all just supercars. Like supercar isn't the be all and end all of Australian motorsport. You can do very well for yourself Absolutely. In, in the other categories. But uh, that was our feature interview. Thanks to Ryko Filters, the professional's choice. Get your texts coming in, 0433 98 11 16, because we want to hear from you, because obviously the whole suite of ARG categories were put on show over the Easter long weekend with the Speed Series and the Bathurst 6 Hour, but we've got plenty to get through. So let us know what you think. 0433 98 11 16 is the number on the driver's seat. We'll be back with more right after this. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. This is the driver's seat, and as always, we do it thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. And as always, remember, you can rev up your smartphone with the driver's seat app. It's available in the App Store. Get your text coming in too. 0433 98 11 16 is the number if you'd like to get in touch, like a fair few peeps have done already. Yes, we have, in, including um, someone. And make sure you put your names to your text messages, folks, so we can give you the uh, proper acknowledgement. Uh, number ending in 342 message through in relation to Aaron Cameron having a, a, a steer of my Trans Am cars. He said, at least he'll keep it off the walls. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, Just a little drive by there from 342. Appreciate it, mate. Appreciate oh, that. that. That's Good Lee. He, he's added his name in the. Uh, in, oh, is that Lee? Has in, he? In the, in the next. Uh, 
text up there. Um, ah, there we go. We've got another one too. Carl in Bayswater has gone and said, Hi guys, seemed to me Bathurst Six Hour got some decent mainstream media coverage over the weekend. Imagine what exposure could be received if we had the 24-hour race back. Oh, Carlos, don't tease me, sweetheart. <laughs> oh, look, the, look, the 24-hour race um, is since, was sensational back in the day. Boy, it cost a lot of money. I was part of the organisation team that followed on from that. <laughs> the money to run the 24 was insane. The the knock-on effect from that, of course, is the 12-hour. Once we got the 12-hour back, that was kind of the progression on from the 24-hour. Had big international teams coming over and will return when they're able to. Um, but I, I would love to see the 20, the 12-hour now, which is owned by supercars. Um, I would love to see that Carlos extend out to a 24 with all the the big dog European teams and their GT cars. How sick would that be? Mm. That would be sick to watch. And and I'd never do it because I'm not that talented and I can't get around Bathurst in the daytime, let alone the nighttime, but (laughs) it'd be sensational to do. Uh, Look, we will get to our Bathurst six-hour wrap-up in just a moment, but we do want to get through uh, your texts first because they're coming in thick and fast. And thank you for that. 0433 98 11 16 is the number if you want to get in touch. Uh, Jeff in Hamilton Hill. Hey, boys. Last week, Matthew was talking about Gen 3 and said that supercars should have approached a company and stated the budget for the car is $350,000. Show me what you can build for that. This, This makes so much sense. Every other business slash industry in Australia operates like this. And Jeff. I, I think Jeff's just – we're all singing from the same songbook, aren't we? Jeff, you're, you're 100% right, brother. Um, that's exactly what should have happened, and it didn't. And so we can't go back and put the genie back in the bottle. But, like, it, it, as we say, it's $350,000. Well, you can buy a Trans Am car, a TA2 car, for about 185 And you can't tell me that there's another $200,000 worth of upgrades in that thing, in a TA2 car, to make it any better than a supercar. You might put a – you know a beefier engine, maybe maybe a sequential box instead of a, a four-speed dog box. Um, and that's not going to cost you 350 grand. So, you know, it's really hard. We can't put the genie back in the bottle, Jeffrey. Yep. It, it, is it is on and it, it is what it is now. We're just going to have to suck it up. As I keep saying, though, the buy cost is one thing. The repair cost is going to be another. Let's see what happens. And we don't really know what the repair costs be because we well we only still got the two prototypes like that's it and if one of, if one of them gets binned, um, well yeah and that'll be super expensive exactly. for not only the bloke who bins it but uh, for the <laughs> homologation team that's going to have to try and fix it but you know and I don't think we're going to see one in the fence in testing I mean there'd have to be a monstrous failure for that to happen but um, you know we I, I go back to what uh, Andre Hairdryer said last week at. Conrod, down Conrod, mm-hmm. they will be well over 300k an hour. Which, well over 300k an hour. Which is... He said he was, what, 285 down the main straight of Phillip Island. So you open this thing up and put the long diffs in it, um, she's going to get well over 300. Now, if that thing fails at 300, over 300, oh, I, I yeah, cannot imagine yeah. the cost. Mm. <laughs> Um, put it this way, you're not going to have that uh, that Fabian Coulter just swan out with your perfect hair sort of moment, are you? No, best hair in supercars. <laughs> and I'm glad you're feeling better too, Fabs. Yes. I know you listen. Yes. We, we shout out to Fabs and, uh, and SVG as well too. Uh, yes. as, as we all know, they've uh, they've been struck by the dreaded... Coronavirus! <laughs> <laughs> got, a little, got a little bit of a tidbit on SVG a little bit later on in yeah. the Burson Off Track update. Well, we'll, uh, we'll mention Might get it. me in trouble. Stay tuned for that. We'll see. Oh, mate, I was on the hot lap. <laughs> 
Um, one more before we get to our Bathurst six-hour wrap. Uh, hey, fellas. Firstly, Stevie Judd would like to congratulate Jet on his performance over the weekend. He has had a great approach to his racing. You can tell he understands laps and learning, and he got plenty of laps in over the weekend. Secondly, can someone please tell Chris Stubbs that there is two chances of Dick making a comeback? That's <laughs> none and Buckley's. <laughs> got me thinking, though, what would be the chances of, say, a Johnson Johnson and Bow entry in next year's race? That's from Matt in Freeman's Reach. Hey, Matty. Very possible. Stevie J and I were talking about doing I a Johnson love, Johnson McKeldon. As, as a side but note, that's not going to happen. I love that when Steve's not here to shoot down the rumors because we've, we've mm. said, and you know, everyone's been saying to commenting like, geez, he's trim. Look how trim Stevie is. Yeah. And uh, yeah, mate, he could absolutely do it. One of the things that's a, a real struggle with the six hour, and we're going to wrap it up, um, is we've got to be very careful with spiraling costs. I know it's been a lot of talk in the media recently. Yes. I got some numbers on what. Uh, some of the developments gone into one of the cars and the numbers are eye-watering for a production car. So we'll talk about it in off-track as well. But um, look, hey, Matty, very, very possible. Wouldn't it be great to see a Johnson Johnson bow? I mean, the reality is if there's an invoice in it for J- Johnson Senior <laughs> and bow, they'll do it. Um, but but look, Jet did a great job over the weekend in Trans Am and Six Hour, great attitude. And yes, I agree with you. It was horrendous asking <laughs> if Dick was going to get back into a race car. I mean, DJ DJ drives around home and he'll drive to tracks and he'll do other bits and pieces, but uh, the legend, will you will not see him back in a race car, a competitive race car, any time soon. Chrissy Stubbs, don't ask again, please. For um, the love of God, <laughs> don't ask again. Uh, let's actually get to the uh, the Bathurst Six Hour because it was a hell of a race too, and a hell of a race. And Cameron Hill and Tom Sargent, a hell of a performance too. From the rear of the grid, they won it now because they were excluded from a qualifying session in which they had taken pole because they had a ride high breach. Yeah, they were five mil too low. Which how much difference would, do you reckon that would make? Ah. Uh... Yeah. Not a lot. It wouldn't, make, particularly in a production car, it's not going to make a lot. And you know what? It could have been measured after tire pressures went down and the car dropped a little bit lower. Yeah. Okay. So it wasn't a performance thing, but there's a rule in place. There's a minimum ride height. And at any one time, that ride height can be checked. And if you're below it, you get bounced. Bottom line, that's it. So it was a pretty, like Slade Dog did incredibly well uh, co-driving with Bradley Carr and they had a huge tussle. It was, it was punch for punch, I could tell you that. And it was this pass... You want you want to talk about absolute insanity? Let's uh, relive it qu- just quickly. Oh, oh, top 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 right. No way! There's contact between the two of them. You don't pass at Brock Skyline. It doesn't happen. They both come out the other side. That was one of the biggest moments. Now, in addition to uh, uh, in addition to Nick Perkout threading the needle there, incredibly uh, miraculously. This was one of these other holy, you know, what moments. Absolutely. Having, having done it a number of times, driven over Skyline, um, there's one place you'd never get me to pass, and that's on the outside of Skyline. The only other person I've ever seen do it successfully was Jordan Cox in his little uh, Honda many years ago in improved production. Mm-hmm. It was a ballsy of all ballsy move, um, Nimsy. You I want to talk about bin it or win you, it. <laughs> oh, Matt, because when you go over Skyline, you are completely unsighted. The track comes back in at you because you've got the curb there. So you've not only got to get the pass done, you've got to get the car, depending on what side you're passing, you've got to get the car stopped and slowed and rotated for the next quarter. So if you've dive-bombed someone over Skyline, (laughs) you've got to stick her on its nose to actually pull it up to get through the left-hander. In addition to that, Slade was really smart. He knew he was a cooked duck. 
he had been defending beautifully. It was the highlight of the race, the battle between uh, between he and Cam Hill for five, six, seven laps, whatever it was. Um, he knew when Cam went down the answer, down the outside, had he pushed the point, it was going to be an aeroplane crash on the other side, which would have hurt them both, uh, their cars and their and their twelve and their six hour mm-hmm. uh, campaign. Would so have just binned it completely. He bowled yeah. out of it. Yeah. He knew he was done. He bowled out of it. He pulled back in and and continued on with his race. But very ballsy from Cam Hill, with not many laps to go, mind you, probably only ten or so odd laps to go, to fire it down the inside over skyline. Um, very big move. And how good was the call from Richard Crail and Knuckles Nolte there? <laughs> Richie was up on the uh, on the rev limiter during that call. So <laughs> I thought it was it was a great call but and a great move. And that, as I say, that battle was the best part of the race. Now, this is the other thing we want to talk about too because uh, this was the first six hour that's under the new Stan Sport deal. And last Easter, I parked myself in front of seven and thoroughly enjoyed the coverage for the day. Now, uh, I was pretty keen to sort of see because we've, We've had a fairly mixed response when it comes to um, the, the coverage and not the actual coverage itself. Like the coverage is top notch. Yeah, absolutely. It's presented fantastically. It's the accessibility that yep. uh, is the issue. And so we put it out in our socials and asked, you know, did you watch? And we got, a, I'd have to say, a fairly mixed response, and which is good because you want a nice little slice of everything. Now, Jay chimed in first with, Yes, I watched it. Even though I resisted adding Stan to every other subscription our household has initially, I only got it a few weeks ago, and as a motorsport tragic, what option did I have but to get it? Friday coverage, non-existent, so that was straight out crap. Uh, Saturday coverage was better, but a late start. Sunday coverage, much better. What a great result for the lads in 147. Uh, a negative was the overly important replay for everything that happened so far in each category, whilst the live action happened in a postage stamp size screen. Sure, show an incident, but get back to the action. Don't recap a race inside the race. Interesting. Um, I thought they were never going to cover Friday because that's not going to happen unless it's the 1,000 or possibly even the 12 hour. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually thought the late start on Saturday was really good probably because I had a couple of open homes I had to go and do <laughs> and I was able to fire home and then watch sit on the couch for the whole afternoon. But um, I thought the late start was good because you've got to remember there's kids sport. People are off doing bits Correct. and pieces. Yeah. So good to fire in and do that. And then yes, Sunday was sensational. I disagree with you a little bit about the replay. It, it, there's so much missed in our sport that doesn't make it to a replay. I love how they actually do picture in picture live in the right hand side replay on the main screen. Mm-hmm. I actually think that's really good. I think it's something we should supercars should be adopting, and in fact, all motorsport should be adopting because a lot of what happens around the track, particularly when you've got sixty-three odd cars, the cameras can only go live to a certain part of the racetrack. Yeah. So if there's some action that's been picked up by camera three up at turn four, um, and is able to fire that through to the director, or the director sees it in the room in the bank of twenty-five however many cameras they've got, they, they sit in a truck and they've got all these screens ahead of them. If they catch that, I think that's brilliant it on, to show yeah. it. Yeah, sure. I, I, but it's the picture-in-picture picture that I love, Nimsy. Mm. I thought that was really great. Uh, this one's from Shane. Nope. When I'm paying enough each month for various streaming services as it is, it's hard to justify paying for Stan Sport. I was hoping to see it broadcast on one of the nine's other free-to-wear channels, but when it wasn't, I watched the footy instead. <coughs> Would have happily settled for the last two hours on free-to-wear, but alas, it wasn't to be. Perhaps the take the money and run concept that ARG did will hurt in the long run. Well, very possibly. Mm. Yeah, look, I, I, Shane Oss, I, you could be dead set correct. Yeah. Um, you know, we've talked, Nimsy and I, Steve, a number of people, I've spoken to a number of people, and had that coverage been 
the reason I think for one of the popular, the, one of the reasons it's so popular, the six hours, because last year it was on seven. We all got to watch it. It was free to wear. Everyone and their dog could watch it. And it's a weekend where you can sort of, you know, have it Try. on in the background. And because people, are, people, obviously we get it, you know, a lot of people and you'd be the same, much like a lot of our listeners tonight would have had family catch ups, dinners, stuff like that. Absolutely. So you couldn't quite park your backside down in front of the couch and watch it. But it's yeah. something that was nice to be able to, you know, you can gather everyone around to check it out. Yeah. And so I, I think it could hurt it. You're hundred percent right. It could potentially hurt the race, um, particularly when the sort of races that we're talking about here rely on a lot of sponsorship from people. And if you've got a chance to get um, coverage, you've got an opportunity to sell something. And that's what these people need to do. I mean, a mate of mine, Tyler Mecklem ran. Um, Tyler was, Tyler Supercar was the first supercar team I ever worked on. He got a heap of coverage mm-hmm. and he was like ninth or 10th or 12th for a lot of it and, all, and a lot of interviews and other bits and pieces. Normally, you just wouldn't get that. So I, I would love that to have been on seven because I think that would have been or nine or whatever. Yep. The nine platform, digital platform, um, that would have benefited all teams. Uh, one, a couple more. We'll quickly rip through this. Uh, Carl says, yep, it was awesome. I had Saturday on in the background, then sat all day on Sunday. It was great to watch it ad-free. Loved it. Tony says, yep, watched it. Very enjoyable. Scott, yep, start to finish. Really enjoyed it. Ruth says, yes, watched with my son and my dad Saturday Arvo and Sunday with the cold beers. Legendary. Good on you, Ruthie. <laughs> Good on you. That's um, outstanding. Well done. Pete said, saw nothing, not even a highlight. First time since I can't remember missing the six hour. A marquee event should have received some freedom aware can't even find a highlight program i'm done with tcr oh jump on the limiter yeah i look up but but you're right should be somewhere even a a two-hour highlights package and somewhere and last but not least one from graham no don't have stan can't believe it's the only way to watch it's look. It's short and sweet. Look, I love I, the way you read that. No, like you made it sound like he was defeatist. No, can't believe I couldn't see it. Woe is me. I had to have cooking class. I had to watch Better Homes and Gardens. <laughs> Whatever. Oh man. <laughs> hey, look, Mrs. Mack will hear that. I hate Better Homes and Gardens, <laughs> and my my children are addicted to it. As is Mrs. Mack. It's at that point I go and work on my race car out the back. <laughs> well, yeah, better Homes and Gardens fans, text in 0433 98 11 16. You're listening to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together we are shaping and building Australia. We'd love to get your feedback. Jump on the text line if you'd want to have your say. Got a political one here, Nimsy. We do. Have the Liberal Party ever done anything right or good in Anthony Albanese's eyes? So, uh, not sure. But oh. thanks for texting in. <laughs> Look, right now I've got the voice on and Keith Urban's getting very, very uh, intimate with one of those neon lights. So we'll move on. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah. That's a random pickup as well. I always love when people text in what they're watching tonight. You know, it'll be like, I can't, yeah. be- I can't believe Olivia said that on maths tonight. Like, yeah, good to know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thanks, Barry Ryan. Appreciate it. 0433981116 is the text number. Stay tuned <laughs> because we have got... The person off the track update coming up next. Oh, God. And all I can say is... Oh, I can hear the phone ringing already. Your gutter journalism at the moment is killing us and beyond the seat. Well, we'll see what happens there, Bevo. (laughs) That's coming up next on The Driver's Seat. This is The Driver's Seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. You're listening to The Driver's Seat, and we do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. 
Now, before we get to our off-the-track update, we'll just quickly get to this text from Shane. Welcome to my AFL world, boys. No KO. Bugger all footy or one-day internationals. Kerry Packer would be peed off. Or any other sports, etc. Can't afford pay for TV. It's sad times. Cheerio, boys. But I've still got SEN. It's Shane O from Mentono. Now... (laughs) Good on you, Shano. Now, I just want to get sidetracked a little bit because you and I, are like, you're originally from that, that, uh, that, that, well, we're both Frankston line hangers. We'll put it that way. Originally. I, uh, well, I'm an, I'm an Elwood boy. Still. You've, originally. You've, we didn't, you've, I didn't get on the Frankston line. Mate, still, you've, don't, don't try and dig yourself out of this. You've spent time in the 3195s sort of district. Uh, well, my mum lives in Bond Beach. There you go. So I've been down there, I suppose. See, I'm proud, I'm a proud Morty Alec export, so. Oh, there you go. My grandparents lived in Morty yep. for years and years and years. Now, in all that time we've you've ever been down that neck of the woods, have you ever heard of Mentone referred to as Mentono? I, I've not heard of Mentono. <laughs> from Mentono. So, thank no, you, Shano. Thank you. you. That's that's a ripper. It's a new Mentono. one. And I'll, be, and I'll be using that one next time I'm, I'm, uh, I'm down there. And Shano, mate, I'm sorry. I, I Look, I, I feel for you, brother, because... The way of the future, it's all going, uh, is pay TV for sports. Um, if you don't want, if you don't want to pay for the TV, you're going to get the Today Show and um, the and, Muppet Show and the voice replays. A lot of the voice, a lot of the voice, and and uh, whatever's um, cooking at the moment. Whatever's cooking, whatever's being rebuilt, renoed, or <laughs> you know whatever. That, no. that and that's just the style of TV. Look, uh, um, Shano, it's a hard one, brother. I, and, and it's really easy for a lot of people to go, well, you know, you smoke, don't you? Give up your smokes and go and get KO or, you, you, you know, have a few less beers and go and get KO. It's a fundamental thing, right? Mm. We've all grown up in Australia, Channel 9, Channel 10, ABC, SBS. We've watched our sport for free. Yeah. And our sport is so ingrained in us in Australians, it's almost, I get it. It feels like sacrilege. What? I have to pay for my sport? But... Welcome to the big world of business, brother. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, it's how we're going to go. Until that time, keep your earballs locked onto SEN. Yes. Yes. We will look after you, Shano, in Mentono. And <laughs> I love that he's called it Mentono. Thanks for tuning in, Shad. Appreciate it. Would you it. call it where I came from, Elwoody? Elwoody? Elwoodo, obviously. Elwoodo, not Elwoody? Mordio? <laughs> That just doesn't doesn't really Franger. doesn't roll off the tongue, does it? Um, yeah, and Frango doesn't sound better than Franger. <laughs> no, it doesn't at all. <laughs> uh, hey, let's quickly get to this. Uh, it is well. Do we have to? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna throw my hands up and just say the the following is spoken and approved by by one Matthew McKeldin. So let's get straight into our aversion off the track update. And now it's the driver's seat off the track update. Thanks to Burson Auto Parts. Person, we know auto parts. We certainly do. It is tomorrow's news today. It's the segment that's broken up the news cycle in motorsport. We've given clips to Gen 3. We've maybe not, maybe been taken off Nick Perkat's Christmas card list. And we might have annoyed a lot of people with this segment. But, you know, we've got, we strip away all the PRBS and give you, the fans and the motorsport fan, what do you want to hear? The, the condensed, not the condensed version, just the real raw Without the sprinkles sort of stuff, this is what happens in the back room. So, mm. Maddie, what do you got for us today? Well, firstly, before I do that, you know, I think in the next three to four weeks, Nimsy, it is your job to get Nick Percat back on our okay. on air. All right, and I will, I will apologise and grovel for forgiveness. Better to forgive. Better to, what is it? Grovel for forgiveness and ask, ask for, for forgiveness. ask for forgiveness and then uh, no, yeah, 
Better to ask Someone text in. 043 Okay, anyway, so here's the thing. Um, I'm not going to name names. I know the name. Not going to name it. Don't want to end up in a lawyer office on Monday having mm. to explain myself. So you remember a couple of weeks ago, if you're a motorsport fan, that it was announced that Shane Van Gisbergen is going to be driving Trans Am for the rest of the year. If you're not a regular listener, a Trans Am car is a rear-wheel drive, V8-powered, Ford Mustang, Chev Camaro or Dodge Challenger bodied race car. Rear-wheel drive, slick tyres, four-speed, grouse. Uh, We know that Shane was meant to make his debut at Bathurst this weekend just gone Mm -hmm. with Trans Am, but he had the dreaded what, Nimsy? So he couldn't make it. He couldn't make it. So, but what I have heard, and I've heard it now from two sources, that a prominent individual within supercars rang Shane Van Gisbergen and gave him an absolute ear thrashing about being disloyal to supercars and going to drive Trans Am, Mm. which... I, I just, the arrogance of the phone call for a start just drives me wild. Did that person ring Shane when he went off to do uh, Australian Rally a couple of weeks ago Probably and not. came second? Probably not. Is he going to ring him when Shane goes off to do GT World, Ra- World Rally in New Zealand? Does he ring him when he's going to jump into a GT car? Does he ring when he does a New Zealand Grand Prix? No. Huh. He rings him when... He's driving a rear-wheel drive, Camaro-bodied uh, race car. Something that's, that's not a supercar. So can, let's just quickly, like, just let's let's get everything out in the open here a little bit. So now I was under the impersonation that supercars and Trans Am are all under the same ownership, correct? Like that was the big deal. Correct. That was the whole thing. That's why we had Festival de Motorsport. That was all correct. Nice. So correct. If you've, <laughs> I've just read this text from Pete from it's Winter Bay. Yeah. <laughs> it's very good. Thank you, Pete. Um, I've lost my train of thought. No, no. Okay. Let's get back yeah, to so it. So they're owned by the same people. Yeah. The race consortium owns uh, Trans Am, owns, uh, it's all pretty much if it's motorsport in Australia, it's all under that race banner. Well, certainly national. A, national lot of, yeah. a lot of national categories are, and a lot of what we see on TV is. But this is my point, and we talked about it at our live show in Melbourne, and I've talked about it ad nauseum. As soon as the stand deal and the seven deals were made and the infighting within Supercar and ARG continues, never the twain shall meet. So us as fans will never see Shane Van Gisbergen jump out of his supercar and jump into a Trans Am car to go and have a run like a lot of the guys did on the weekend. They jumped out of their six-hour cars into Trans Ams Mm -hmm. or TCRs or whatever. We're never going to see that. And I just – what's the time? Is it after 9 o'clock? It's close to 9 o'clock. Close to 9. It's such bulltish that someone within the – a superior person within supercars that does have a – that is all very well known has the gall to pick up the phone and say, don't go and race this because you're being disloyal to supercars. Mate, get off your box. Lose the phone number. That is a garbage phone call. I'll and spew up. <laughs> Thank you, Terry Wallace. I will absolutely spew up, Tezza. <laughs> Plough with the big vein in the neck. Um, I, 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 
I tell you what, if we go down the track here and go to SMP and Shane Van Gisbergen is not in a Trans Am car, listen to the driver's seat that week. Mm. I will go off my head <laughs> and no one will listen and really care in any of the annals of ARG or supercars <laughs> or whatever, but I will feel better for getting up on the soapbox and having a crack. Interesting stuff there. Oh, look, was it Gabe's that uh, put a message on our Facebook page a couple of weeks back saying, what, what's, what have you heard about the rumour in Scuttlebutt that SVG was told not to yeah. jump in? Well, we'll, we'll and and Gabe's, you're 100% right, because I think at that stage I said, no, 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 that wasn't, that wasn't discussed. But More has come to I'm light. man enough to say that it is now, I've had two people say it to me, and where there's a little two, when there's two people in motorsport, that's a bit of smoke. Mm. And usually, where there's smoke, there's fire. Uh, interesting stuff there. And you know what? It's probably not going to be the last time. If Slady or someone wants to jump in a Trans Am, I'll well, bet we you. We saw Bugs. Yeah. Remember? And now he's not a supercar driver at the moment. But how good was Bugs when he jumped in at TA two level? Won the weekend. Oh, no. So I mean, I, I, my mouth is watering for SVG to jump in it because if he jumps in it oh. and whacks Nathan Hearn. It'll give a real message to Nathan, or, that's where you're at, son. you got to jump up. Or on or, the flip side, if you see Nathan Hearn and SVG door-to-door, oh, wait, it does so, better for it, – it, 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 helps all, uh, it helps all parties. When he gets in that car, if Nathan Hearn is, is as quick or quicker, that will be a barn burner, a mm. barnstormer. Throw in Timmy Brook as well. Maybe bullet Benny Grice, throw him in there. Oh, yeah. Bring on, and it, what it shows to me is that Supercar is still super worried about Trans Am and TA2. I like that. Super worried. Well done. <laughs> That's Thanks. a good one for me. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, that was our verse and off the track update. Uh, we'll be back with more right <laughs> after this on the driver's seat. Get your text coming in 0433 This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. This is The Driver's Seat, and we do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. You can text in on 0433981116. That is our number. And how's about this? We were actually... So we always like to have a bit of a chat, as we do, Matty. Mm. I've mentioned this numerous times that we often have a bit of a chin wag. And what we, we were just talking during the break, saying, you know who we haven't heard from in a while? Mm-hmm. Tommy into Tommy! <laughs> Tommy into Wumber. And some yeah, form of... We were worried. Some form of, like, motorsports... Um, ESP or something has just channeled something in Tommy's brain because, when you know it, he's jumped on board the old temper text line on 0433981116. Hi, Matty. Supercars are scared that TA2 Trans Am would get too much attention if SVG drove one, and I think Trans Am is a better category from Tommy into Toowoomba. Welcome back, Tommy. Tommy, I think you're 100% right, my man. Um, oh, look... TA2 Trans Am is never going to be the same as GT, is never going to be the top category in Australia. It will always be supercars, has been for the 24 years that it's been running or whatever, and it was an Australian Touring Car Championship before that. They're never going to be there. Um, But, and again, the the insecurity about their product in supercars is what concerns me. Mm. You should know that you guys are the top level. You should be inviting everyone. I mean, Kimbo from Bayswater, Kimbo who texted in a couple of weeks ago, he said that update about SVG frustrates me so much. Bigger picture, people. SVG in other categories brings more eyes to supercars too with new fans following him. Correct. 100%. Oh, and an update from last week. I messaged in saying I was attended the Grand Prix and I had a photo with F- SVG who we know subsequently went on to test positive for which? Coronavirus! 
There we go. Uh, and he's still negative. Yeah, so, good to uh, hear. Kimbo, good for you, mate. Happy to report I'm still negative, so good for you. And you're 100% right. Delete! From Toowoomba. <laughs> Though I think they are scared. And I, would, I, I think they should just be more um, confident in their own product moving forward and not worry about TA2 Trans Am. Mm, um, unfortunately, especially since I own the damn thing, like correct, <laughs> it's like, yours. It's, it's like it's like oh, they know. treat it like the. And I say this in utter jest. Don't take this seriously. But it's like the you know that saying the redheaded the old stepchild? redheaded stepchild. Yeah, they treat it like the redheaded stepchild, which they shouldn't because the redheaded stepchild's got plenty of talent, oh, uh, and they should bring it into the fold in the family rather than ostracizing it and 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 not having any kind of cross promotion between its drivers and ours. Mm. I reckon that's dumb. That's like NASCAR and and the the um, second tier NASCAR series. They let their drivers go back and forth. They own them both. They let their drivers, you know, jump into uh, Cup Series and and what's what the second tier called? Um, having a the lights. Running? Anyway, uh, no, it's not no, lights. it's Indy Lights. Sorry, that's uh, Indy Lights. I'm just trying to think oh, of the second tier. Similar. But anyway, um, they let their drivers cross migrate. Why wouldn't you let X Infinity? Is that it? Yeah, uh, Xfinity. 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 Yeah, well done. Yep. Xfinity Series. Why wouldn't supercars allow some of their drivers to jump in to to TA2 Trans Am? I don't get it. They should. Makes no sense there. Uh, one more off the text before we – a couple more off the text before we get to a quick TCR update. Uh, come on, KO. Give Shano some free pay for TVO. Uh, that's from Shano and Mentone. Thank you, Shane. No, Mentono. Mentono. Mentone. Sorry. Mentono. Sorry. And uh, one more. Yeah, come on, KO. <laughs> Pete from Winter Bay says, I've noticed when Stevie J isn't there, there's not as much talk about food. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there is not as much talk about food. Although I will update you, Peter. Uh, I was talking to Stevie J about an hour ago, and he must have been in the flight lounge, uh, Virgin Lounge, I suspect, at the Gold Coast, because all I could hear was cheese and biscuits getting munched <laughs> in my ear for the 45 minutes that we talked. Oh, God. <laughs> so, yes, he was on the fang in the Virgin Lounge. He's on his way to Tail and Bento, and I've mentioned often that there is a fantastic is. Hungry Jacks there. So um, There is. Do yourself a favour, as Molly would at say. The, at the OTR, <laughs> the McLaren-sponsored OTR. <laughs> yes. Mm. Uh, has cash, Mr. Shaheen, but anyhow. Has plenty. <laughs> I was talking, just as a side, I was talking to another commercial manager the other day about that, mm. and the guesstimate money for that was 10 mil. For that, <laughs> Austra- <laughs> for that Australian sponsorship. <laughs> 10 Ten large. He's always ten large. Anyway. <laughs> um, As cash. Now let's get to a quick touring car update. We do this thanks to Burson Auto Parts. We know Auto Parts. Uh, the TCR Australia standings after the Bathurst Six Hour, um, after three rounds of the Speed Series, Tassie, Phillip Island, and of course the Six Hour. Uh, Tony Dalberto still sits on top of the food chain. Uh, he's doing a real Rick Kelly effort here because he hasn't really. He's just been finish consistent. Races. Yeah. Yep, got to finish races and get the points. You uh, don't necessarily have to win anything. In, you just got to finish, son. Correct. In P2, we got Will Brown from MPC in his brand new Audi. So he's obviously Same thing. sniffing away. Collection. Yeah. Sniffing away. On the collection. Struggling with the Audi as compared to the Hyundai. Uh, really getting used to it. But it just shows you just got to finish races. Mm. To finish first, first you must finish. How's this though? Look at the next couple. So P3, P4, P5. P3 is Dylan O'Keefe in a Peugeot mm-hmm. 308 for GRM. P4, mm-hmm. Ben Barguana, also for Gary Rogers Motorsport, also in a Peugeot. And Aaron Cameron, who was just on the show, in P5 uh, in the Peugeot 308. So not a bad effort from GRM. Yeah, not a bad effort. I, again, with that amount of cars, I think 
and those teammates and that car knowledge and all the data you get, I would have thought they'd be a little higher up. But um, uh, they keep tripping over themselves. Mm. I mean, no better no better example than that than Geordie Cox, who came into the weekend three points or two points behind Tony D in second place and, and then PR. pumped down to eight. Mm. I mean, um, as I said earlier, I had dinner with him last night here on the coast and over a pizza and a beer. Um, you know, I had a, a real I had a, come to Jesus meeting yeah. was had. <laughs> yeah, it was a come to Jesus. It, well, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. Um, and we talked about a lot of stuff, but but right at the end, I said, Geordie, you, I think, have the greatest talent of anyone in a front wheel drive in this country. Um, it is clear from his efforts on the weekend that he came from last at one stage through to. I don't know, eighth or ninth or tenth. But mm. I said, mate, you've got to start finishing races. Yeah. You must finish races. And I don't care whether they're in fifth, third, first, eighth. Get points. You've got to finish races. And he agrees. And he agrees. But still very uh, focused and still excited. Uh, there was certainly some conjecture over the weekend as to whether s- some of the um, the uh, slaps on the wrist that he got were warranted. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's certainly various different opinions floating around about that. But the whistle's blown. The umpire has made the call and he's now down in P8. So he's got to have a bloody strong second half of the season if he's going to win this thing. Correct. As a very famous AFL umpire, Razor Ray Chamberlain would have to say, uh, I wonder if I can find that quote. Oh, it's gone. It's gone. (laughs) (laughs) You set it up so beautifully, even though I don't know who Razor Chamberlain is. Oh, Ray Chamberlain is one of the most famous AFL umpires, and he had a very, very famous saying, which was... You need to calm down. (laughs) 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 Jordan, Jordan, if you're listening, this is what I want to happen. You need to calm down. That's right. I love that. It's just so good. Um, uh, in between, Get on your razor. In between, Geordie Cox, you got a friend of the show, Joshy Buckin in P six for Hyundai. Uh, Zach, Quiet round, but good. Zach Suter, I mean, he's good. Yeah, Zach Suter, who was also doing quite well for himself. Mm-hmm. Um, he's dropped down to P seven. Michael Caruso in uh, his Alfa Romeo in P nine, and Jay Hansen from MPC rounds out the top ten. And the next round. Well, let me just let me just. The, the hard luck story of the weekend was definitely Jay. As mm. I've said right from the start, that new Audi that he's got is a dead set rocket. It is a rocket ship and no one should be able to hold a candle to that kid. Uh, but unfortunately struck some oil on Friday and plowed the thing into the fence and uh, took the nose off it. So big repairs under that car. Had to go back into an older style, the ex-Luke King Audi that um, that gave Chas Mostert a fair run last year. Uh, but So he's really dropped down. And, and again, he's another one... Um, with the with the umpire, that if he gets back into the truck, I think that umpire razor should say, "You need to calm down," and he'll do really well in the championship. <laughs> I love that. That's um, so good. As as I said, can uh, I borrow that? Can I have that for when I go home to the three McKeldon women? When oh. it all starts kicking off, I'll just go, mate. <laughs> and I'll just play that. You need to calm down. You need to calm down. It's a good That's one. Gold. <laughs> um, uh, t- the next round of TCR Australia is at SMP. That'll be on May 27th till the 29th. Uh, our touring car update was thanks to Burson Auto Parts. They're known for first-class knowledge and service. We'll be back with more off the driver's seat. We'll give you a quick update on our power rankings. We'll do that next. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. 
Thanks for joining us this week on The Driver's Seat. As always, we do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Before we get to our Power Rankings update, uh, just a quick one off the temper text line. Uh, number ending in triple five. Add your name to it because... Uh, Good number, that. Yeah. Good world rally number. Colin McRae's triple five Subaru. That's right. Uh, may he rest in peace. He's a, mm. one of the most... You know, Colin McRae was actually one of the first motorsport people that I first sort of absolutely loved because I used to really get into rallying. Colin McRae. Did you play Colin McRae rally? Colin McRae like rally. Did as kids? Yeah. Back oh, on the old PlayStation. Yeah, and, outstanding. Yep. Um, I was at the Jet Johnson Napa Auto Parts launch last week. I couldn't believe how slim Stevie J looked. He looks good, doesn't he? Triple five. Mm. Absolutely. No, he's looking really good and looking, uh, it gets better. Jeez, it drives me mad. He's getting better and better every week too. So whatever he's doing is fantastic. What did you think, triple five, of when the drift, let me set the scene, uh, Jet rolls out in his brand new Napa Kubota-sponsored TA2 car right in the middle of the movie world stunt show arena. A car comes out, spins around the car doing a drift, does another big drift, whacks the stairs and the compare to oblivion. What do you think of that, Triple Five? Wasn't that a bit of an extra for the dinner and the show? <laughs> Something that, uh, that uh, I don't think we were all just like, oh, Oh, yeah, we saw all that. I mean, if you if you jump onto Bree Johnson's or Team Johnson's socials, you'll see that happen. It was not good. <laughs> He's okay. Mm. He's Which okay. is why we talk to Jess. That, that, Absolutely. That's why we... He is okay. He returned in the evening. The microphone that he was holding, not so lucky. I think that blew to a million pieces. But, uh, yeah, that could have been really bad. <laughs> could have, but uh, thankfully he's all good. But uh, let us know, number ending in triple five, uh, add your name to it. We'd love to give you some credit at that. And, yes, there is something. Uh, Stevie J looking incredibly slim. Uh, I, I, it's quite funny. Uh, we were watching one of the Team Johnson updates. I was showing it to my partner, Steph, and he, she's going, Stevie looks malnourished. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> no, he's healthy. He is healthy. He's just doing it the right way. He's just not he's as... He's doing keto. I think he's doing keto. He's just not as um, filling as we once were used to. <laughs> no, and he doesn't bring all the goodies into the studio anymore. I've noticed which, that. I, which annoys me. Although, I must say, I've walked into the studio tonight. We, we must have a sponsorship from Bundaberg... Uh, oh, ginger, ginger beer? Ale. Yep. Yeah. I thought, have we got a sponsorship there? Because, mate, the studio fridge is full of it. <laughs> mate, I can tell you right now, between that and, uh, what was the other thing? Between that and Makita Caps, we're doing all right. Right. Well, I had, for dinner, I Mrs. Mack will be shocked to know that I had a Bundaberg uh, ginger ale and some Easter eggs. Good old Bundy. Thanks for so, your support, yeah. too, as you point out. Good on you, Bundy. Um, let's quickly get to this. This is the driver's seat power rankings. Now, this is the equivalent of the Brownlow Medal or the Dally M. Both Matt and Steve award a 3-2-1 vote. Now, I subbed in for Steve last week. Uh, now, this is just personal preference of driving of the day, and these are the rankings as they stand after the Melbourne 400. Um, Shane Van Gisbergen is up six votes to 16, uh, sitting on top in P1. Five votes go to Chaz Mostert. Davey Reynolds in P3, four votes. He's up two. Uh, a good start to the year, hasn't he, D. Reynolds? He's very, very well. In fact, mm. I think uh, we're going to be chatting to uh, uh, just uh, we'll, Mr. Reynolds. We'll be chatting to Davey Reynolds in the coming weeks. Um, three votes go to Toddy Hazelwood. Two votes, just quickly too, MSR have really taken some big swings this year, haven't they? Yep, yeah, they have. Um, new Some, some new... Um, uh, technical uh, people there, uh, both new drivers, obviously, although Todd's been there before, won his Super 2 crown there. Um, really good feeling around MSR at the moment. they got good money out of NTI. 
Um, and so, yeah, they're on the up. They're having a good year so far. Good work uh, to all the team at Truck Assist Racing. Just quickly, too, can I can I ask you, because you you'd know a little bit more about this than I would, do you reckon, like, uh, MSR, all the right things are coming together? Because now you've got Todd and um, JLB that when they first started, they were still rookies and green, but now that they've been in other environments and they've had a couple of races and years in the championship under their belt, this is the perfect time for them to go to MSR? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I think um, uh, any team can have a run of form uh, and backfire. Look at McLaren this year in Formula yes, 1. They true. came off a great year last year and now they're in no man's land. Uh, but MSR are building slowly mm. and every year they get a little bit better. They've attracted two uh, drivers that have got a lot of experience now. Um, they've got Truck Assist and NTI on board and, and some really good partners. They've got a good commercial manager there. Um, and Matt's doing a good job of, of screwing those things together. He's surrounded himself with some good technical people as well. Teams always get on the build. Um, and MSR now, I think it's fair to say, at any race meeting, could be a wild card. They could be a spoiler. They could come in and have a really, really good result, as we saw JLB did second row of the grid in, in, uh, Tassie. in Tassie. Yeah. Um, so, look, I, yeah, hey, watch this space with MSR. Um, uh, they're having a good year, and I hope that continues because success breeds success, right? Breeds money. You get more money on board because you're getting more TV. You're getting better results, and it's a and it's a rolling ball. When you get that mo, the big momentum, the big mo, it's hard to stop. Yep, um, so hopefully they've got the big mo for this year, and that'll carry on into the into the future years for MSR. Fingers crossed. Um, rounding out the rest of the table on two votes, Will Davison enters the power rankings. Uh, Brock Feeney's in there, and Gary Jacobson also enters. The uh, mm. the votes and Had one a good Grand Prix very well they did, did very our friend, well uh, nice one Gary and certainly did nice Gary <laughs> and uh, to round it out <laughs> uh, one vote to Brody Kostecki and one to Tim Slade <laughs> when I when we get have we had Gaz on? Not yet. I think we have him. Not yet. When I get him on, I want to ask if he's what. When you cross the line, what does your uh, what does your engineer say down the down the ears to you, Gaz? Is my mouse gone? Uh, <laughs> no, he doesn't say that. I <laughs> no, doesn't say that. But he. he... Oh, you're having a shocker, Nibsy. <laughs> nice, Gary. There you go. That's what he says. <laughs> <laughs> Not where's my mouse gone? <laughs> Well, the thing, the thing that I'm locked up. Uh, so, locked up, know. hit the wall. Your mouse hit the wall, mate. Well, this is the thing. I don't know how I'm going to go to this ad break. Uh, <laughs> so, oh, this will be fun. We'll just listen to us and listen to. Oh no, it's uh, coming. It's come back. Oh, That's all good. Back. All right. Sen paying the big bucks to technical. That had me worried for a second there, but um, <laughs> you're listening to the driver's seat. We'll be back with more <laughs> right after this. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Welcome back to the driver's seat. As always, we do it thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter. Remember, too, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Driver's Seat Show, meaning you can get in touch with us anytime. You don't have to wait till uh, we jump in the studio. So at Driver's Seat Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. But uh, we haven't done this in a while. I can't, I can't talk. I've got a mouthful of Easter eggs. I was about to say. <laughs> I, I have had that much chocolate. It's a good thing that Steve hasn't been here for the past fortnight because uh, the amount of times that he'd probably be chomping into a bunny. Actually, probably not since he's all... Well, he doesn't. No, that's yeah. the thing. No sugar in the big, in the great man's diet. He's always... I've, I, and like whatever to... he's lost, I've found. And whatever he doesn't <laughs> consume, I double up on. <laughs> it's like he's a different year. But uh, let's quickly do this. 
This is the driver's seat race rewind. Now, we haven't done this in a while, but I thought it's a good time to do it because we'll look back at the Perth Super Night in 2019. Mm. This was the last appearance that supercars had in Western Australia. It was the first race under lights and consisted of one race of 120 kilometres on the Friday night and 200 kilometres on the Saturday night. Now, this was also... The first event following a review by supercars into parody. Remember that old... Oh, uh, you said the P word. That's right. Um, oh, no. Now, between the Mustang and the ZB, the the Mustang underwent some changes to its aero package, had an all-new rear wing end plate designed. The, re- the rear wing gurney flap and undertray was also modified. And despite those changes, look at that! Look at look at look at the top ten on both those races. And Scotty still smacked him. <laughs> Picked up both armor or pole positions. Fabs mm. took out race one. It was a all Ford Mustang podium. Uh, in race one, it was Fabs in P one. Remember when Fabs used to win races? Bit harsh. Uh, <laughs> oh, too soon. He's only just recovering from the. Uh, oh, of course. From the you know. That's exactly right. Sorry, and, Fabs. Uh, yeah, I know he does listen. on the drive-by. You're mean. That'll just nicely smooth it all over. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, we had um, Fab, Scotty Mac, and Chaz in P, uh, rounding out the podium. Jamie Wincup, P4. Shane Van Gisberg in P5. Will Davison uh, in P6 with the old 23 red Mustang. Nick Perkat. For Brad Jones Racing in P7, P8, Cameron Waters, P9, Lee Holdsworth, also in a Ford, and Davey Reynolds in P10. Race two is a little bit more shaken up. Uh, you had Scotty Mack uh, winning that one. Jamie Wincup on the second step. Cameron Waters on uh, P3. Fabs P4. Shane Van Gisbergen. Might have been the last time we saw Cam Waters up in P3, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, that's a bit mean. That is, actually, Sorry, Cam. He, um, Sorry, Cam. He was in the mud at... Uh, he got a he got a P three at Mildura in the old speedway. Not in a supercar, he wasn't. This is true. Yes, no, he was in a sprint car. Yes. Um, we, Shane, we digress. Go on. Shane Van Gisberg in P five. Davey Reynolds P six. Anton P seven. P eight. Will Davison. Lee Holds with P nine. And Nick Perkat P ten. Interesting how those names basically didn't change at all uh, in both races and still have not yeah. changed. The only one that's changed there is obviously Fabian's no longer in the championship and Jamie has retired, but those names are all still the ones that are regularly at the front, uh, including Lee. If you look at the Grand Prix yeah, uh, and Reynolds and, you know, Cam was there for a little while as much as a Tickford car can be, uh, Percat up there, Will Davo. So the cream's the cream, isn't it? Like you look at year on year, yeah, correct. the cream's the cream. And, uh, those boys are still hanging around except for Fabs. But when he's in TCR, he was winning. Do you reckon that um, that they will sort of revert back to that form when it comes to Perth in a couple of weeks' time, or that because you know you're not going to relearn a track? You remember it, wouldn't you? No. You have muscle memory, wouldn't you? Yeah, you have muscle memory, and and they know it's only been two years. I mean, it feels like forever. I think that we've been or three years, maybe that we've been to to Perth, and I, and I'm so happy for our friends over at Barbagallo and in yeah. Perth to to get a motorsport fix because they haven't seen anything over there for a long time um, of national uh, importance. So, look, right now I think there's three teams that will potentially be at the front unless there's an interloper that comes from the outside. That can happen at uh, Perth because the surface is like sandpaper. It's horrible, which is great because it takes – it degrades the tyre so badly that if you push there for maybe three or four laps, Nimsy – the tyre just goes away from you. So that's why you get some decent racing and decent results over there. 
at night racing, fireworks, bit of a spectacle. I think it'll be sensational. But I think Triple Eight, um, uh, DJR, and WAU are more than likely to be at the front there. But it would be great to see someone from Tickford. It would be great to see a Brad Jones, an MSR, a, a something to spice it up just a little bit. But on current form and looking at our driver rankings, mm. SVG is just untouchable at the moment. But great circuit. Has great racing, uphill, downdale, big, big turn over the back of it called the, the uh, I think it's Cold Corner or the Bowl, um, downhill, big braking zone into the final corner. And at night, um, we all just love night racing, don't we? So I'm, I cannot I wait for Barbagallo. I think it's going to be sensational. And I think if you listen to SEN in Perth, I think they're giving away tickets yes. over there at the moment. That's right. Yes. Tune, yes. In, tune into the Brecky Show and you'll have a mm. chance to win some tickets thanks to Maddie's mm. help. Um, <laughs> all I did was read 25 questions, invoice accordingly. That's all right. That's okay. um, <laughs> um, just, I've got two, two points to, to mm. bring up as we bring up um, the Perth Super Night. And I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll save this for next week as well, too, because I'm pretty sure it'll be relevant. But so the two main factors that I'm thinking of going into the Perth Super Night is one, DJR, very strong at Perth last year. Not last year, sorry, the last time three they were around ago. there. Three years ago. 2019, whenever it was. Mm-hmm. Now, they're still very, very good at quality. We've seen that. They've, yep. They're they doing everything right to get it on the front row. They're not doing everything right to finish on the front row, though. No. And, and look, they didn't have a great Grand Prix in the sense that there was a couple of things. Car just wasn't consistently quick enough over the journey. Um, they will have had a look at that, uh, given that there's been a couple of weeks break between between rounds, the um, they will have debriefed very heavily over that and about how to make the internal processes of everything there better. Um, but, uh, you know, I just – DJR are not bad. WAU, WAU are not bad. Mm. Um, uh, it's just that right now SVG is untouchable. Yeah, he's he's on another level completely. And, and the last – How do you beat him? Put him on a bus somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> Send him on a bus to another track. And That's how you beat him right now. And the next thing I want to bring up too is I reckon Erebus might be a smoky here. Would be good, wouldn't it? Because Will Brown's having a difficult start to the year, particularly with qualifying. Yeah. Um, they came off a real high last year, if you remember Nimsy. Oh, after um, SMP, but, yeah. They, they, yeah, they had good momentum, right? That mo, they had the good mo. Uh, haven't necessarily carried it into this year. Will hasn't, I don't think. Brody Brody has. doing okay. Um, but wouldn't it be great, again, an outsider, wouldn't it be great to see the mighty Erebus get in there and um, – Give that a bit of a flogging. That'd be great. I only say that because Erebus, like Davey did very good in those cars. Um, and they're also, they're a Walkinshaw customer, aren't they? Walkinshaw engines, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Anyway. And they've got the, the I'm, I'm hearing Walkinshaw have got the best engine in pit lane at the moment. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> hmm. um, well, that was our race rewind here on the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia together. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia together. And don't forget, you can get the all-new driver's seat app. It's got podcasts, interviews, news, and videos. It is a must for all motorsport fans. As always, we do it thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia together. Talk about being in touch with the listeners, because I reckon today 
our listeners have really clicked onto something because Harrison has texted in on something that we were just about to talk about. He's gone and asked, hey, guys, any insider knowledge on why AMRS didn't want to go to the bend and TA2 ended up going this weekend? Now, that's why Stevie's not here. Uh, Steve and Jet are on their way to Talon Bend because Carl 117 will be back in action in the next round of the Pro Max Performance Exhaust TA2 Muscle Car Series. Now, Nash Morris currently leads that championship standings on 220 points. There's a 12-point lead over Jet Johnson on 208, and Michael Coulter is in P3 on 192 points. But uh, any uh, any info there? I know you've been you've been hey. doing a lot of uh, throwing out a lot of lures. <laughs> I've thrown out some lures, Harrison. Stand by. I've got a couple of people who are chewing on some information for me. If I get that information back in about the next ten minutes, I will let you know. If not, we will talk about it next week. Just uh, while we're uh, while, while we're talking about, the but t- if you sorry, if you're not if you if sorry, Nimsy, if you if you don't know what's happened. This week is, is meant to be a round of the Australian Motor Racing Series, AMRS. Three or four days ago, they said, no, we're not going now. We're going to go to Winton. Uh, but the major series of AMRS, which is TA2, said, well, no, we're going to go to Taylor Bend. They're never going to swap Winton for Taylor, or Taylor Bend for Winton. Why would you? Um, so I don't, But I don't know what the reasoning was, Harrison, so I'll see if I can find out. Yeah, we will uh, put our ear to the ground and see what we can do there. But thanks for texting in, Harrison, on 0433981116. We'll f- try and f- sniff that out for you. While we're talking about the TA2, good work on them because um, there will be free-to-air highlights of the round under a brand-new arrangement which sees Seven Mate will broadcast a one-hour package in the weeks following each round. And, Matty, you actually uh, might have a bit to do with that uh, broadcast. <laughs> well, yes. Uh, Are you dusting off the old V8 Yitz experience and getting behind the old TV microphones? Yes. I, I got a phone call, funnily enough, um, literally the afternoon of our live show in Melbourne at the Grand Prix weekend, asking if I could uh, do the uh, rest of the season of TA2 um, with the great man Wade Ornjump. So uh, the Daniels called me about that one, Craig Daniel, who does who heads up the TA2 series. Yes, father of Grant. And um, so I've, I've already done the, the first round uh, for Network 7, yep. and that will be going to air the SMP round sometime in the next few weeks, I believe. Um, and then we'll be going to do the rest of the year. Now, isn't it ironic, Shano from Mentono, <laughs> you ask for free-to-air motorsport, you now have some thanks to TA2. You can now click on to 7Mate, and you can watch me, uh, listen to me warble rubbish through the event and watch some of the best racing you'll see in this country. Um, so that was a real coup for TA2 and good on them because you can't watch Trans Am without going on to stand and paying for it, but you can get free-to-air coverage of TA2, Morris, Johnson, Coulter, um, me maybe at some stage in the future. I might even commentate my own round when I come back at Queensland. <laughs> <Thanks>, <laughs> Don't know how I'm going to do that, but anyway. Uh, so, yeah, isn't that great? So, seven mates, uh, TA2. I've got to say, up. whoever came up with this decision, big, big round of applause because you need to get eyeballs on stuff. And I don't want to sound like a broken record, but it's all about accessibility. Now, Shano actually brought up something uh, pretty – he mentioned Kerry Packer would be rolling around in his uh, mm. grave a little bit there because you got to look – and I don't know how much attention you pay to – the, the papers over the summer, Maddie, but there was a lot of talk about why cricket crowds so down. Why is, why is no one going to the cricket anymore? Yeah, right. Because okay. you're stuck it behind KO. Why are people going to test matches? Because they can watch it. They can watch it on free free to wear. But you yeah, can't but... watch any one day international cricket. Really? Yeah. 
And yet supercars you don't see on free-to-air TV either, and their crowds are pretty good. Yeah. They're on KO. Yeah. So it's a really hard one, isn't it? It's, it's a really. I, I tell you, I tell you what would burn the house down is if you put all AFL on pay TV and nothing on. Who are they on free to air at the moment? They're on, on seven, seven or not? Yeah, on seven. seven. Yeah. Imagine if you took the AFL off seven oh. and put it all behind a paywall. They <laughs> oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> Melbourne and Sydney and Adelaide and Perth and Brisbane would burn to the ground. Oh, he's dead to me, bro. <laughs> Exactly what everyone would be. Well, do you remember? But Gil when, doesn't matter because Gil's out of there. Gil doesn't care anymore. Do you remember Gil's though when uh, when you used to have like delayed coverage, like when it wasn't even live you'd, of you'd, motorsport, or just of all sport in general? Before someone decided to go, hang on, maybe we should do this thing live rather than like watching the two p.m. Uh, you know Carlton v Collingwood game a little bit later uh, on. Absolutely, and from a motorsport perspective, Nimsy, before you were even an itch in your daddy's pants. Mm. Uh, we, uh, as a kid, Stevie J would have been the same because we're the same age. If he wouldn't have been at the track, he would have been up on a Sunday night at nine thirty watching the delayed coverage of the day's race or the weekend's racing on Channel Seven <laughs> with the Crimson Coat Brigade. So, um, uh, we didn't get live TV until Channel. We didn't get live super, uh, uh, car racing until Supercars and Tony, and Cochran, Tony Cochran and Channel Ten. Hmm. Um, one from Tommy in Toowoomba. Tommy, welcome back. Tommy! <laughs> oh, did you just throw out a Tommy name? Oh, I did. I did. Do it again. Just do it one more time. Tommy! There it is. <laughs> Got to do You're it properly. Stereo, Tommy. You, you can't do a half measure of that one. But uh, TA2 on free to wear. Supercars will get worried now. Lol. Great names <laughs> in that category. Let's hope it rates well because I'll be watching. And that's the sort of... See, this is the sort of support that people don't realise. Well, they probably do realise, but it's like if you put, what's the old Wayne's World saying? If you if you do it, they will come, like or something. Was that on Wayne's World? I think so. Wayne's World. I think too. it was. I think originally that comes from if they build, if you build it, they will come. Right. Which is from Field of Dreams. So, Kevin Costner. So, so you're saying that uh, Wayne's World might have probably might borrowed have that one. Mm, yeah, I think so. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but, but yeah. Tommy, I tell you what I'm doing, Tommy. I've just taken a screenshot of my computer of which your text message appears, and I am sending that to Craig Denyer, who is the man responsible for this seven-mate deal, and he will be well chuffed that you have sent that. As he should. As he should. So I, I'm uh, pressing send on my handheld telephonic device, <laughs> and it has gone. <laughs> there you go. So uh, thanks for thanks for getting your feedback in. Oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen is the number. Uh, we'll take our final break here on the driver's seat and wrap up some loose ends. We'll do that next. All thanks to Kubota for over forty years. We've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Oh, I tell you what, when we, uh, when you and Stevie have your Sandown visit, as we haven't had in quite a while, there is going to be mm-hmm. a fair bit of, oh God, ad break. Uh, if, we're, <laughs> if we're all in the same studio having a yes. chin wag, I can tell you that. When is Sandown? I'm not too sure. I think it's September. On the calendar? Okay. Right, I better book a flight for that, maybe. Look, I'm not sure. I'll get back to you on that one. But, right uh, on. but while, while we're talking about uh, uh, races and mm-hmm. on the calendar, mm-hmm. did you see the little rumour in Scuttlebutt from one Tony Quinn? Uh, he's very keen to get QR back on the calendar in 2023. Yeah, I mean, look, as soon as TQ took over, we knew that that was going to be on the cards, right? Because why else would you do... It. It's going. Why else would you do what he is doing? Yes, he talks about 
um, uh, grassroots motorsport and having a place for Southeast Queenslanders that's acceptable to come mm-hmm. and race. But if you're going to do it, you've, that's a huge payday to have supercars there. So, um, look, I think from the work that I've seen firsthand when I've been out there in recent times, yep, um, uh, he is he is pumping a truckload of cash into it. Uh, toilets are good. Cafeteria is good. It's got s- some shaded areas for spectators now because even in midwinter in Queensland, if you get caught outside on at Turn One at Queensland Raceway on the hill, you're gonna you're gonna be you're gonna have a tan like you've got. Um, <laughs> and uh, new corporate facilities as well. So uh, he is preparing that circuit to welcome back the circus of supercars, and um, and he now deserves it. That track deserves to have supercars. It's a great track. A lot of people think it's a boring track, but it's a great place to go and watch because you see all of the circuit. So it's a little bit like Winton. You get to see, which I think Winton, wherever you stand, you get about 90% of the circuit. Mm -hmm. Wherever you stand in Queensland Raceway, you get 100% of the circuit. You can watch the whole thing. There's no need for massive screen TVs. You can watch the whole thing. So it's actually quite a good spectator's track. Um, It's a tricky track to drive. but um, So, yes, hopefully it'll be back next year. Is what I'm hoping. Now, I was just looking at the calendar. Uh, TCM and Trans Am both a part of the supports at the Shannon's Motorsport Australia Championships at mm-hmm. Sandown, September 16 to 18. Get your When's the Queensland now. Raceway TA2 round? Um, let's have a cheeky look while I've got this thing While up. you're... Uh, uh, August. Talk amongst yourself, listeners. Okay, August. so August. So that's, the, that's the, the due date of having the Kubota Trans Am back on the circuit mm-hmm. in August. Which is currently in the Team Johnson Workshop. Currently in the Team Johnson workshop, uh, once Stevie J gets back from um, Tail and Bend, it's it's full tilt towards getting my girl fixed so Not I bad. can have a run. Although, I've got to say, uh, watching the six-hour on the weekend, Bathurst and I clearly have a... Story relationship. We have a story relationship. We're <laughs> arguing at the moment. We're not happy with each other. Uh, but I'm looking to perhaps... Uh, make amends towards the end of the year. Re- might even... Reignite that flame. Yeah, <laughs> might just go back and see if there's any flame still left uh, before I make a decision on my driving future. Let's not forget, too, you're, you're a uh, class winner at the uh, 12 hour, and that's coming Twice. up. Twice. Mm. <laughs> um, what a wanker. Twice, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, do you remember that old, do you remember that old, um, <laughs> that, that old fast forward sketch where Ray Martin. Uh, where Eric Banner as Ray Martin would be like, I've won five lo- gold logies. Gold logies, yeah. There's my first well, gold hey. logie, my <laughs> second gold logie, and he just slide him onto the desk. You know what? As just a fat fan and schlub who used to watch motorsport, to actually then have a crack at it and win it in my class twice at the 12 hour, I'll take that. It's not bad. Forever in a day, when I die, <laughs> on my casket will be my helmet and my two Bathurst trophies. That's, that's all I'm saying. That's all I've got. They're my, the biggest highlight of my life apart from my wives and children. Uh, so, yeah. I was about to say you had to. I was going to say, and I'm pretty sure you've had some <laughs> other good accomplishments. Wife <laughs> <children>. kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and children. Exactly. But, um, hey, look, that wraps up the driver's seat. A big thank you to everyone for getting involved. Thank you for jumping on our social media. It's great to have uh, your input during the week. Stevie, will be back next week. You want to hope so because I'm sick and tired of doing all the work with you. <laughs> There's a lot of heavy lifting. There is a uh, lot of heavy lifting. So when right the now. big boy comes back, he better be strong because he's going to be doing some lifting. <laughs> but that wraps up the driver's <laughs> seat. Thanks to Kubota. Thank you, Matty McKeldin. Appreciate your help as always. Talk to your earballs next week, Nimsy. Certainly will. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Enjoy the rest of your week. We'll catch you same time next week right here on The Driver's Seat. 
Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.